If you are an active duty service member, ready to transition out of the military, a loving spouse seeking support and resources on how to cope with PTSD, or maybe a military brat ready to take the next steps to join the Air Force, or a veteran wanting to connect with others through shared experiences, then this is the right podcast for you. My name is Laura Figures, and this is the Freedom Isn't Free podcast. For the month of March in celebration of Women's History Month, we wanted to highlight a few women that are movers and shakers in their industry. Today, our guest is a veteran that has broken barriers and overcome obstacles to lead other women into a different type of living, changing them from experiences and not just from the book. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you today, Tisha Cobbs. Hey, Tisha, how are you? Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this. I appreciate the warm welcome. Thank you. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. So as I do with a lot of my guests, I like to start with why did you join the military? How did you get there? I know for me, you know, I was supposed to join when I turned 18 going into the Air Force and something told me, Laura, it's not for you. It's just, this is not the time for you. What made you join the military? Oh man. So, um, for me, I've, I felt like I've always had this sense of duty and purpose. Um, it is something that I've aligned with since being a, a small child, even a lot of my friends and associates, they always kind of gave me this, oh, you're, su- you're such a mama, you know, they call me mama Tish, right? Where it was literally, I was always, all right, you sure you want to do that? I'm not sure, you know, uh, if you should do that. And so this, you know, just this guiding alignment to always want to just kind of look out for people. Um, when, you know, I grew up, um, I'm from from New Orleans, Louisiana. And, um, you know, my family, they were pretty poor and things like that. And so um, I grew up in foster care and things like that. And my sister, um, you know, she had the best intentions for me. And she literally said, hey, listen, Tish, you know, if you, you want to do something more with your life, you're going to have to go um, to college with getting student loans, or you're going to have to go to the military. Um, and at the time, her husband was in the military. And, you know, that was kind of what allowed him to have a different life. And so that was all she knew. And so she, you know, kind of instilled that in me from a very young age, because that was something that she had always told me. And so I was just like, all right, college or the military, which one do I want to do? Um, it wasn't until I got a little bit older that I realized that I could do both. And I, I did eventually do both, but, um, that was my, my spark, my, my desire, my want. It was, I want, I just want to help people and I just want to do something bigger than me. And, and that, in my opinion, especially back then you had all the commercials and it was, it was like, you were doing something, you had a purpose. And even though back then I didn't really know what my purpose was, I knew it was going to be helping other people. That's when I shined. And so that was, you know, that still is one of my guiding principles. Yeah. I think that the military also kind of, once you get in there, they kind of give you these morals, these like this structure that a lot of us coming out of high school or college, like we need this structure. Um, What are some of the takeaways you received during your military career? What are some of the takeaways or morals or guidance that you received that you're like, this is what I needed? Yeah. um, Well, I got a lot of takeaways from the military. I'll be honest with you. Um, I would say the biggest, right? The one that points out to me the most is leadership. 
Uh, so like I said before, I've always felt like I was a leader, uh, just mainly because I did things differently than most, right? I, I kind of beat by my own path and I didn't really care what the criticism was and things like that. I didn't, I didn't have a desire to be popular and things like that. Um, and so for me, going into the military, it, I already felt like I was a leader, but the military did a great job of just kind of extracting all of my, in my opinion, best parts of me, all the best parts of me and literally 10 xing it, right? Um, and so because of that, I got the opportunity to work independently, lead, show people things things, uh, you know, teaching my way. Um, that was one of the things that I learned the, the, you know, the most from the military, which was, listen, um, you can lead the way, but you can lead in your own way. Now, of course, with the military, you know, there's a structure, there's a way to do that. Um, that was one of the biggest, um, things that I picked up, like, listen, when it's time to listen to an order or follow an order, I can get that done, but I can think in my head of a thousand other ways to get this thing done. And that's kind of what has translated into my life after the military, because um, now I, I do that a lot, which is, all right, well, I realize, recognize and acknowledge that there are multiple ways to get something done and there is not a, a right or wrong or a yes or no or, or just a one way to get it done. Um, I think that that has been one of the things that I learned the most when it came to my military service and the things that I've done, you know, the experiences that I had that I've able to been able to just kind of bring with me outside of military service. Yeah, absolutely. So you transitioning then from being in the military to now your next chapter. Tell my listeners about your transition out of the military. Oh yeah, so um, my, my transition out of the military came kind of abruptly to be honest with you. Um, so I was injured in the military and I, it was a pretty substantial military and it ended my career, my, my military career short. And so um, I, I had a traumatic brain injury as a result of my injuries as well as multiple broken bones. And so, I had to do a lot of things over. And so I found myself in a situation where I was, um, I was medically retired from the military, right? Um, I also was rehabbing, right? Because I had this brain injury and I had lost my memory. I had um, lost my even memory or ability to walk the right way. I would fall a lot, had to walk with a cane. Um, I lost the ability to, in my opinion, talk normally, right? I'll, I'll, I'll air quote that because I talked with a long slur and it, it and I stuttered a lot, which I still do a lot of times now. Um, and so I had to learn to walk again and talk again and do all of these things all over again. And, you know, and so my transition out of the military Initially, it was associated with a lot of pain. You know, I found myself depressed and I found myself really, really um, feeling like I no longer had an identity. And so um, that was literally how my transition started. And, you know, be, being a soldier, right, be, being someone that has always had this mindset of, okay, well, this is just the next thing, but what are you going to do about it? And so, you know, I kind of found myself um, at a, at a point in my life, I guess at a crossroads where I just had to make a decision. All right, Tish, you know, are you going to sit here depressed? And is this, is this your life? So it's like, like, wake up, what, what are we doing? Right. And so that, to be honest with you, that took a few years, you know, um, four, four and a half to be exact. It was a long period of rehabilitation 
of pain, of PTSD as a result of my injuries, my experiences, um, and, and learning how to navigate life during um, all of these things happening simultaneously, as well as, you know, that conflict that I had or experienced when it was just like, I used to be able to do these things easily and now I can't, right? Or I used to be able to, I was such an independent person. I was here and now I need help with just cutting my food to eat or, you know, uh, walking from, from one area to another, uh, driving vehicles. I had to learn to drive again because uh, the brain injury with vertigo and things like that and tinnitus in my ear, I literally would hear so many noises and I would sway back and forth. And, and, and after long car rides, I would, I would literally fall. And so I couldn't drive anymore. And I had felt that there was so much that had lost that I, I just didn't feel like I had an identity anymore. And so Literally, my transition was was different, in my opinion, because that is when I got this spark. And the doctors told me, I'm sorry, you'll, you'll, you'll probably not be able to lift your child again. You know, my child is 15 now, my son, but he was he was three at the time they said that. And, you know, I'm looking at them and I'm like, what do you mean? How do you tell a mother, you know, that they wouldn't be able to lift up, play with or pick up their child anymore? And so I'm looking at this doctor like what? who gives you the right, right. To, to say that, to speak that into me, I, I, I refuse that I cancel that. And so, um, that's where my journey began to be honest with you. I was just hell bent on proving them wrong. <laughs> I was hell bent on proving them wrong. And so I, in addition to, you know, the re the rehabbing in the military, but that mil that military rehabbing was based on the doctor saying that I would never be able to, you know, walk the right way again or use use my, my my limbs again. And so it was limited, in my opinion. And so I found out I really realized really early that if I was going to get back to normal air quotes again, back to where I wanted to be that woman I knew I could be, I was going to have to do it on my own because, you know, all these military doctors, they had orders that basically said, uh, she's not gonna be able to do this anymore. You might as well don't even go in there. Just kind of help her to focus on daily living activities. And I didn't want to just be at the base level, right? I want it to be great. That's who I've always been. And so, um, so I started to rehab myself. I started to go in the gym and <laughs> I will never forget one of the first times I picked up a weight. It was a two and a half pound weight, right? And my partner, um, my partner at the time, wife now, uh, she had left out of the house and she was just like, hey, just sit here. I'll be right back. And the moment she left, I looked out the window. I saw she was gone and I ran to get that weight. <laughs> and I just remember dangling it in my arm. I couldn't lift it yet. I couldn't lift it. But I remember saying, all right, if I can just dangle it in a circle, right? If I can just dangle it. If I can just make it move with some of the momentum, my body will get used to it, right? And so, um, and that's what I did. And she came in the house and I was just like, look, babe, look what I can do. And I'm dangling this thing. And she's mortified because she's like, your arm looks like it's about to fall off. What are you doing? And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm lifting weights. I can feel my muscle. And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I can, I can. And so that was the start of me making the decision. Once I saw that I could do that, it was a spark, right? It was a decision. It was like, oh my gosh, like the doctor told me I couldn't even do this. And, he, and, and here I, it's two and a half pounds, but I'm lifting it. Right. And it literally sparked something in me that said, Hey, listen, you can do whatever you want. You just got to keep at it. And so, um, so long story short, I, um, 
I, I kept working at it. In addition to my rehabbing and, you know, in the military hospitals and things, I also continued going to the gym. And over a, a, a good period of time, I started to get so good at it and had basically fully rehabilitated myself to the point where I was doing curls with regular dumbbells, first 10 pounds, then 15 pounds. And, you know, now I can, I can curl 35s in my arm, you know, and, and, and people started to look at that and take note at the gym. And they would just be like, Tish, you should, you should really, really, you know, teach others this, because this is crazy. We've watched you be able to do nothing. And now you're doing something right. And so I was just like, well, you know, that that's not a bad idea. You know, here I was trying to find a purpose again. Right. And so I, I became a personal trainer at that time. And this was gosh, uh, 2011 and, uh, and a nutritionist. And I, you know, I went to school for that and the military paid for it and things. And so, um, I found myself getting joy out of that. Literally, it was a sense of, it was, it was definitely a source of rehab for me to teach others, like, listen, persist, continue. You know, if you have a goal, listen, that goal is not going to, you know, get realized tomorrow, but you just got to keep pushing at it. You got to lean in baby, you know? And so, yeah, that, that's literally how my transition out started. And then that is how fit to live. Um, my business was born, right? Because, you know, I got that, I, I, you know, once I became a personal trainer, nutritionist, I literally started doing this and, um, it, it lit a fire in me. And so, um, that's literally how everything began. My next major goal was to get back, you know, to working again. And so I just kind of did fit to live on the side and literally, um, my goal was to get back into corporate America. And so I, I, once I did that, my next goal was, okay, I want to, I want to make six figures. And, and, and then I knocked that out of the way. And then it was just like, oh, wow. All right. I want, I want to get a promotion. And then, and then I knocked that out of the way. And so I just started to get more and more confidence at the fact that, wow, I can set this goal. And if I just stay persistent at it and just continue to lean in, um, I could, I could realize it. And, the whole entire time I'm sitting over here taking notes because, you know, someone had placed in my head a seed, you know, a long time ago. It was just like, listen, you're really, really good at doing this, but you're amazing at teaching it to others. And so um, and that's what I started doing. And I started out with my personal training clients and literally becoming their coach. Right. Their life coach, their health coach. And um, and the rest is history today where we stand now. I have quit that full-time corporate America job. You know, I had accomplished all of those goals in there. And the biggest thing at that point, once I had actually reassessed my goals and decided what I wanted to do next, it was, listen, I want to gain all of these accomplishments and accolades in my own thing. I want fit to live to be that thing, right? And so there were a lot of things going on that caused me to kind of go ahead and, and, and make that move out of corporate America. But the biggest thing was I was... I was doing my passion off the side of my desk and I was, you know, literally giving someone else and, you know, feeding their goals and their passions with the most of my time and energy. And it became something that was exhausting for me. And so I decided to, um, to, to give corporate America the pink slip. And so I did that about, about 14 months ago at this point, And I've not looked back since. <laughs> so you now have your purpose. Um, tell my yes. listeners that, that, you know, what does Fit to Live do? You've created this yeah. space for women. Uh, tell my listeners about Fit to Live because it's not just one dimensional as 
probably people would think like, oh, she yeah. does personal training. Oh, she does nutrition. We've all heard this. No, fit to yeah. live is not that. Fit to live is comes from a different approach. It's more holistic. Tell my listeners about your business that you created this space. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, fit to live personal coaching services. is just that um, it's personal and it's to you. And we specialize in literally um, teaching, you know, li- listen, resilient yet broken women, right? How to put down their capes and focus on their own holistic self-care. And we say holistic because to your point, it's not just one dimensional, you know, it's the whole pie, baby. It's not just a slice of, Hey, Tish, I want to lose weight or I want to eat better, but it's literally all of the things, meaning what habits you need to incorporate into your life in order to become the woman that you're looking to become. What habits do you need to let go of, right? What people do you need to associate yourself with, right? What intentions do you need to set? How do you need to set your day? Um, how was your day now intention? You know, so many times we we're just on autopilot and we're just doing things because we did it that way yesterday and it worked. So, you know, and my job is to say, Hey, sis, wake up wake up. We're no longer going to be on autopilot. We're going to wake you up and we're going to actually make sure that we're doing this thing called life intentionally. And so, you know, my, my Queens, they come to me when they're just like, you know, listen, I know I'm good. I know I'm resilient. I know I'm strong, but I am just missing it. You know, I'm missing the mark. I am I am mama to the kids and I am wife to the husband or, or wife. And I am granddaughter. I am sister. I am coworker. Right. I have all of these titles that I wear, yet I don't have time for myself at the end of the day because of all of these other titles that I've put all of my energy in. And what we do is teach you, hey, sis, listen, before before you put that oxygen mask on someone else, you got to put it on you. That is literally how you go and pour into their cup. You got to make sure yours is full and you don't need anyone. You can do that yourself. And we teach you step by step. So yes, we have all kinds of ways that we do that. So first of all, we start with mindset, right? Mindset is the absolute pinnacle in which we do that. And and we go into a deprogramming and reprogramming system, right? That literally teaches you, hey, listen, all of the stuff that you used to do, all of the ways that you used to think, I'm going to challenge you to think a different way right? We know you want to be a woman of confidence. We know you're unafraid to go after new levels of mental health and well-being, but we want to also show you that in order to do that, you need to retrain your brain to learn the skills of holistic self-care because that's what saved my life. I literally know that this is what will work for you. And so, and we, we, we understand that, listen, the problem is that we've, we falsely accepted the perception that true success means working our fingers to the bones, right? Or giving all of our energy to someone else. And that's no longer the case. That's not the case. But because we falsely accepted that, we're in this, you know, we're literally in this constant state of being undervalued and overwhelmed, right? And so what we do is let you know, listen, it's not right. It's not right that you were told to live your lives in a way that does not actually serve you and the woman that you're looking to be in real life, right? It's not right that you have these ideas of what you want to be, who you want to be, but it's based on what everyone else wants for you, you know? And so we understand what it is to like pursue a life of a supposed to career um, and 
to lose your identity in the, in the way, just like I spoke of earlier when I felt I, I felt I had lost my identity. Right. And so, we, you know, because we know how that is, we literally want to teach you how to get out of that mental and physical fog by transforming your mind. And so we do that in so many different ways. We empower, um, my program is called the Queens Retreat. And so it is literally a private community for like-minded, growth-minded women that are motivated by purpose, committed to self discovery, right? And willing to do the work to achieve their goals. They may need a little guidance on how to do it, but they're willing to do it. They're resilient. They're ready, right? And so inside the retreat, uh, women just come together and they literally support each other where they are, right? And so you have both an individual journey while you're learning to work on your mindset, learning to feed your body the right nutrients and things like that. We're teaching you how, how, how many calories you may need for you. We're, we're reminding you and holding you accountable to drink your water and take breaks and make yourself some me time and love on yourself, right? And you're also having other conversations on a community journey with your peers, with these other like-minded women, right? There's also other coaches in there that teach you topics that are literally mindset, fitness, yoga, plant-based eating, career topics. We have career coaches in there. We even have financial literacy coaches. And so it's literally a one-stop shop for all things self-care. And it's all about living in your purpose, following your dreams, but having fun while you're doing it. So that's, that's a little bit of what we are, who we, what we do and who we do it for. So you mentioned a growth mindset. Explain to my listeners what a growth mindset, because some people don't understand there are different mindsets. um, And I believe with a growth mindset, you're coming there very open. You're not guarded. You're, you're coming in very much of, I want to be a sponge. I want to soak all this information. So describe to my listeners, what is a growth mindset? So, so yeah, you, you got it. You hit the, you hit the nail right on the head, right? Which is literally, I, I am ready to receive, right? There's so many times that people don't even know as a result of, you know, someone either not telling them and them just not being aware that they have sometimes such a closed mindset where it's like, this is the way I am and no one can change that. And we teach you, hey, listen, queen, it's not true. At any given point, you can change whoever, however you are, whoever you want to be, you know, but it comes first with the decision to change your mindset, to be willing to receive and accept. And so that's the difference. One is, this is how I am. This is who I am. I can't change. You're just going to have to take me or leave me. And the other is, hey, listen, I am willing to change. I am willing to receive. Um, I am willing to take on new information, even if that challenges my status quo, what I think that I should be doing. And that's the kind of woman that we want. You don't have to know all of the answers, baby. We got you when you come in the door, but you've got to be willing to lay down all of the misconceptions you've ever had, all of the thoughts of what you thought you could do, the self-limiting beliefs. And you've got to be at least willing to walk in the door and learn new information. Once you're there, oh, I can teach you anything. And and I do. (laughs) Yeah, I think that I know for me, I learned very, very early on that I need to have a growth mindset when you want to grow in the corporate world, right? Yes. Um, When you want to go to that next level, when you want, you see all your peers passing you and you're like, how are, how are they getting to this next level? Well, they were open for criticism. They were open to learning. They were open to discovering new things about themselves. 
um, that everybody says, you know, that ain't you, you, mm -mm, that's not you, you shouldn't do that. And you're like, no, I think there's something there. I need to discover it on my yes. own. And it's believing yes. in yourself that you can do it. Um, you know, I honestly believe that a lot of us, if we just opened up our minds, our hearts, our bodies, oh my gosh, it's so much power behind that that we can be anything and do anything that we want to do as long as, like you said, you have a growth mindset. Um, Absolutely. I think that, I think that was a great point that you made. And I, and I just want to piggyback on that because that's the first thing being willing, right? I, I personally feel like as women, especially, and I will go a step further because I'm a black woman, you are a black woman, even as black women, right? We have been trained and conditioned to just be strong, right? We have dealt with so many things. We've watched our grandmothers and our mothers deal with so many things with poise, with we've never even seen them cry you know sure they probably cried in closed doors but we never even seen that and so we looked at that as what we should do and so we go about life thinking that in order to 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 be a part of this world we've got to put our feelings to the side and get things done anyway right and so there's there's a conflict there because there's only so much that you can do that with before you start to spill out you know, and spill over. And next thing you know, you're looking and you're like 20 pounds heavier. You're not happy with yourself. You're depressed. You're having all of these internal thoughts, all of these things that you're saying to yourself. And you're just like, why is it? And it's because we're not willing to let go of all of those ideas that we've had passed from generation to generation. I get it. Our ancestors, they had to deal with so much and they did, right? And they did it well. Right. And that's the reason why we're here today. But we don't have to do that. We, we are not running from a slave master's whip. Right. We're not doing that anymore. And yet sometimes our mindset is still in that. Listen, I will I, I will take all of your beating and I will still be strong without saying a word. Sis, say something say something, reach out, actually, you know, make the decision to do something different because that is where your growth comes in at. I'm sorry. I had to give that little two cents no, because absolutely. girl, that is where my passion lies. And most of the time when it comes to, um, you know, our women, we are so used to being strong for everyone else. We look around and we're just like, we don't have anyone that's strong for us. And so we just go back within, we go within. And for me, I'm trying to pull it out. I'm like, sis, come on over. The water is warm over, jump in. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I call it a cheerleader. I always say, yes. I feel like I don't have a cheerleader. Just, you know, shish can move by, yay, Lord, go. Yes. You know, it's you, keep going. You know, I don't have that every day when I wake up or even once a week, I don't have it. So for me, I feel like I'm my own cheerleader. And, um, yes. you know, that's how I'm able to motivate myself in the morning. I'm able to get up, you know, start work, get my daughter together, like do my daily mom routines, yes. you know, do my nine to five, do the podcast, do all the other extracurricular activities that I do outside. I'm just like, I have to be my own cheerleader. And if yes. I wasn't, I don't know where would I be. I don't know if mm. I would have the strength. Like I feel like I'm so strong all the time that I don't have any time to be weak. And I have to keep yes. pushing every day because I have goals that I want to obtain. There are things that I want to do. Um, I, I, it's just no time to settle. It's all, I, I feel like it's the time to win. It's the winning season. There you go. Why not? There you go. 
Absolutely. And that's exactly why we created this retreat, right? Uh, like I said, it's a private virtual community, right? But then you are around women that encourage you to do just that. Well, first of all, you feel more comfortable when it's people around you having the same concerns, issues, you know, and things like that, where you no longer feel alone. You no longer feel like you have to do it by yourself. We're going in there and we're celebrating wins. We're high-fiving you. We're competing, right? Sometimes we're competing with the workout. You know, we, we have a leaderboard and it's like, all right, well, who wants the top of this leaderboard this week? And so it gives you motivation to want to go out and get, and get stuff done, right? Uh, that's that's what life is all about. It's about, it's not always about doing it on your own. It is absolutely about making sure that you reach out and you have a community of people that is in your corner, has your back and takes care of you. But most of us don't even know where to look at to find that. And so that's what, that's me. I'm Paul Revere screaming on a horse saying, Hey, it's right here. Hey, it's right here. That's my intention. That's my new mission in life. <laughs> So what are three things that you can describe to my listeners about self-care, the approaches that they should be taking um, when it comes to self-care? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so first of all, I would say everything starts, middles and ends with how you think. OK, so listen, your thoughts, they are the most important things for you to manage in your life because your thoughts are what leads to your feelings. And what, however you feel, that is what's going to lead to your actions. And whatever it is that you do, that is what's going to determine who you become in this world. And so if there was anything I could ever say, that first thing it is, listen, manage your thoughts because we're so conditioned to think a certain way. We, do, we think that our thoughts are actually facts, right? Your thoughts aren't facts, sis. They're options. And if you actually say that to yourself, the next time you think, oh, I'm fat. Oh, I'm not worthy. Oh, I'm not this. I'm not that. Who would like me? Who would want me? Then say, you know what? That thought is an option. But here is another option, right? It's also an option that I am lovable and I am worthy of all good things, right? That's also an option. The moment you say to yourself, that's an option, right? then that gives your brain permission to exhale and just say, oh, wow, if that's only an option and it's not a fact, then I can actually choose another thought. And so that's the first thing I'd say. Realize that your thoughts are options and you get to choose what you think, but choose very carefully because that thought will lead to a feeling. If you think you're unworthy, then that thought will lead to feelings of, of just total sadness, depression, hopelessness. And as a result of that, that action that you do will probably be inaction. You won't do anything. You won't get off the couch. You won't stop and do something different to change your life. Right. And so that is the absolute first thing I would say when it comes to approaching your self-care differently, manage those thoughts. Right. And then take those thoughts, manipulate those thoughts, leverage the new thought, the new thought process. Right. Even if it's not become a habit, manage that, manipulate that and actually start to look at what you do with your time, okay? Analyze your time. And so that would be number two, take your time and make sure that you are assessing what you're doing with it. Um, what I like to say is, listen, write down on a piece of paper, one through 24, and every hour on the hour, 
write down what you did with your time, do an analyzation so that you can actually look at on paper what you're doing with your time, right? Sure, maybe seven to eight hours of that is sleep. Each hour, jot that down, sleep, 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 right? Um, maybe an hour is travel to work, travel to work. And look at that whole entire 24 hours because we always say we don't have enough time in a day. But what I like to say is, baby, bombs and billionaires have the same amount of time, the same 24 hours in the day. The difference is what they do with it, right? And so when you look at your time and assess what you're doing, then you can make some different decisions. And then that leads to my third, thing, right? Which is once you do, once you see that you can actually do some different stuff, then it leads to new habits, right? And so that would be the third thing. Check those habits, right? And so the things that you saw on that list of what you're doing with your time, if there was something that you were like, oh gosh, look at what I'm doing at three o'clock every day or seven o'clock when I get home, I just sit on a couch for an hour. And then I wonder why I'm not, you know, why I'm gaining weight or why I'm not doing anything, right? Then you make a decision. What am I going to do instead on that block, that seven o'clock hour block? And whatever that decision was that you made, make that a habit by repeating it over and over and over. Okay. So number one, well-managed mind. Those thoughts, sis, they're important, right? Number two, check your time, analyze your time. What am I doing with my time? Right. And number three, and more importantly, what am I doing with the time that I've given myself back? Make sure that it's on purpose, it's intentional, and it's habits that lead to you becoming the best woman that you're looking to be. That's self-care in, in a nutshell, baby. Once you capture those, oh, you're good to go. You're good to go. See, I know, <laughs> I, I know I gotta do the 24-hour the, the list yes. of one to 20. I have to do that. In my time management, I know that if I wrote that down and I was able to see hour by hour what I was doing. Yes. Yes. I'll be creating new opportunities and projects every time I get a chance. Absolutely. And I know that a lot of times, you know, I spend a lot of time with my daughter and her growth and development, but then I'm like, well, what am I doing with other times? Like, mm, you know, what am I working yes. on? So I know, I know I have a lot to work on and that is definitely something that I will be <laughs> noting. So thank you for that. You are very welcome. That's, that's a really big one. So, you know, when you know what you're doing with your time, then you can change it. And once, once you've made the decision to listen, that's intentionality. You're no longer on autopilot, get off of autopilot, put that thing into manual and go to driving, baby. That's it. That is it. So speaking of new projects and opportunities, now that I have one, what are some, <laughs> that, what are some that you have for this coming year? Cause you know, 2020 was been thrown away. That whole year was thrown away. So what do we have <laughs> for 21? What are we working on? Oh man. So the biggest, the biggest thing that I'm working on for 2021, I am, I'm in the middle of it right now. Uh, my biggest goal for our business was exposure was collaboration. And I've been doing that. Um, oh my gosh, so much. And so I'll be honest, the month of January was a wash for me. My big sister, she passed away and I barely even remember the month of January where there was so many things that we had to do going home to new Orleans to, to, to plan and, 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 and actually be a part of a new Orleans funeral, let alone a COVID New Orleans funeral where we couldn't do our second line, where we couldn't bring that horse drawn carriage out and things like that. And so um, that took up a, a good bit of my time, but come February, come February. So mine is 11 months, right? Not the 12. Since February, my way of looking at getting more exposure, I've said, listen, I want to collaborate more with people. 
I want to make sure that I am uplifting others and, and bringing attention and awareness to other people's brands. And in doing that, I've had so many blessings come my way. And so I'm in the middle of it right now. We're looking to continue to expand our brand, to continue to grow. And what I found is that you don't even need to look for that for too long. As long as you're looking to help others, listen, just listen, you will never have to worry about money. Just like Zig Ziglar said, right? As long as you're looking to help others, don't ever worry about money. It's going to find you. And so we are in the middle of it and it's been a really, really good ride so far. I'm looking forward to continued opportunities. So what are some ways um, my, letters, my listeners can collaborate with you, reach out, understand exactly you know, about your programs? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so you can reach us at fit to live in any of the platforms. So it's F Y T number two, L I V E fit to live. We're at fit to live.com. We're at fit to live on Instagram, as well as on Facebook. Um, I am very, very active on my Instagram. Um, I post daily and it's always a nugget that is re related to some kind of form of fashion of self-care, holistic self-care. So we're not just talking about lifting weights and you'll barely even see me on there lifting weights, but I am going to talk to you about your mindset because once again, that's the first thing that we've got to touch. Right. Um, and so those are the ways that you can reach out to me. The easiest way is just to shoot me a DM right there on Instagram. And I'm pretty responsive there. Well, Tisha, thank you so much for stopping by and joining me today. I appreciate you so much for dropping a lot of gems today with my listeners. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. You are very welcome. Thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And I look forward to the continued partnership and peace and blessings to you, sister. You're doing an amazing thing. I just wanted to make sure I said that being a veteran myself, this initiative that you have and this heart to help and to spotlight other veterans, it is absolutely something near and dear to my heart. And so I just speak abundance and purpose to everything that you're doing. You're going to kill it. Continue. Thank you. Thank you, Tisha. For those of you that are listening, as always, don't forget to thank a veteran for their service. Again, I'm your host, Laura Figures. Let's connect next week. I love hearing from you, my listeners, military heroes, spouses, veterans. Let me know. And while you're doing this, go inside the podcast app, subscribe, leave a five-star review and a five-star rating. This helps us reach more people. And if you want to be a part of this mission, helping us provide a voice for our service members, it makes a difference by leaving a review. And remember to thank a veteran 